Blog Talk Radio. I'm your Uncle Jim, joined by the one and only Leslie Hoffman. And that means it's time for Stunt Trek. We'll be here with you guys for another hour. Our phone number here is the same as it's always been, 646-668-2433. If you have a question for Leslie or a comment or just want to call and say hello, our phone number, once again, is 646 668 Two four three three. We'll be with you live until eight PM Eastern Standard Time. So, Leslie, what's going on up in Saranac Lake? Anything exciting? Uh, well, it was minus one this morning, but but with the wind chill factor, it was minus twenty three. Wow. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I. You've known for the last couple of uh, podcasts that that I've been taking care of my sick little puppy, and at this point, I don't even dare take him out. I mean, he, he's a Pekingese. He's too low to the ground. I'm, you know, he's just getting well, and I'm not going to freeze him. <laughs> it, wow, that's <laughs> wow, that's that's. That's beyond cold. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you know. Well, there's there's two things about cold. Is uh, if you're walking in the snow and you can hear it crunching, you know that's cold. Or if the hairs in your nose go, bing, you know they they freeze straight out. You know it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow. Well, <laughs> not quite that cold here in Vermont, but it's it's pretty chilly, <laughs> but not that cold. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit before before we dive right in. Let's talk a little bit about Sir Patrick Stewart. So I saw a post he put up on, I don't know if it was Twitter or Instagram. I saw a video somewhere which I posted on our Facebook page, of him getting his COVID shot. And so 
because he's he's in the risk category. Um, I think he's in the in the 70s or something. He's older. He's older. So he's he's in that risk category. So he got his his COVID shot just yesterday, and uh, he was saying that right. they have five scripts completed for Picard season two already, which is pretty cool. And uh, so they're just working on on scripts and um, basically tweaking the scripts and that kind of stuff and wardrobe fittings and things of that nature. Um, so maybe, maybe Picard is, you know, going to happen at some point in 2021. <laughs> you know? Well, as as I wrote on Facebook, right now the Screen Actors Guild is not allowing uh, union members to film in Los Angeles. So, so even with the covert shot, until until the Screen Actors Guild says their members can work, and and I'm not just talking. Well, I'm I'm talking about Screen Actors Guild because of Patrick Stewart, but. I mean, until the DGA and the IOTSE and, you know, all these different union groups say it's safe to go back to work or or the film commission in, in Los Angeles, until everybody agrees that it's safe to go back to work, no one is going to work in Hollywood. Uh, someone yeah. Someone asked on that page, well, how come they're doing Discovery? Well, they're doing Discovery because they're filming in Canada, and obviously their, uh, whatever you want to call it, covert uh, protocols are working. So, you yeah. know, no one's gotten the covert virus, and they're able to film. So uh, while we're talking about Discovery, um, they're filming Discovery Season 4 and Season 5 back-to-back because they feel it's cheaper to do it all at once. So they're doing two seasons. They're also working on Strange New World, uh, the new Captain Pike series. Um, so that's in pre-production as well, up in Canada. And they've started a writer's room for Section 31, uh, led by Michelle Yeoh. Up in Canada, so I, I if they really wanted to get the card up and running, I, why don't they move that up to Canada as well? There must be a reason why they don't. Um, I think we we discussed it last week. Is an article came out with uh, Patrick Stewart that uh, he's seeing a therapist. Uh, I guess he had. A very traumatic childhood, and and he's in therapy. And I guess he, I mean, I'm I'm a, I'm only guessing. I because he's in therapy, he doesn't want to go up to Canada. I mean, he feels his mental health is better than filming a show, and uh, and that's why they're not filming in Canada. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, also, they're working currently on season two of Lower Deck, the animated Star Trek, which I thought was phenomenally funny. Um, and 
Catherine or um, uh, Captain Janeway, Kate Mulgrew, said she just wrapped up doing all of her voice work on the new animated series Prodigy. So we do have quite a bit of Star Trek in the pike. Unfortunately, Star Trek Picard is not one of them yet. And again, it's because all the other ones are being done up in Canada. It's 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 just Picard is in California. Yeah. Well, we'll have to wait and see. See what happens with that. Kind of out of our control. Yeah. Out of our control. Yeah. I mean, they. Can't, well, again. Uh, I've read that, you know, that they start filming a movie or they start filming a television show and either the cast or crew, one of them comes up with a positive covert test and and then they just shut down the whole production. So um, I think they're doing like things like voiceovers in Los Angeles, but but they just aren't doing uh uh series there's there's just and and I don't know I got I'm going to say I got to blame it on the people is that they're so desperate to work that they know that they've been near someone who has the covid virus and they just think they're going to sneak by or something or hope that they have a negative test and and like you say then it comes back positive and they've basically um risked the whole cast and crew well, as far as Picard goes, um, according to Patrick Stewart, they have they're going to be doing ten episodes in season two. They have half of the, they have five of those ten already written and done, um, and they're working on the last five. So I'm wondering if they could do something like they did with Discovery and start working on all the the spaceship shots and all the the special effects shots and all that stuff, so that when they actually start filming the actors they'll have all the rest of the of the effect shots and everything done and just got to pop the actors in i wonder if that's something they could do oh yeah no that would be a smart idea if they could finally get cast and crew that are all negative and and unfortunately this is part of what's going on with the covid virus is that um I don't know. I'm coming up with the court term is if they could sequester the cast and crew and just keep going, you know, keep filming episode after episode and just build up a a, a huge backlog, that's probably the best way to go. Yes, because that's how they did discovery. They had to they all had to go up to Canada. They had to get a negative test. They had to quarantine before they were even allowed on the set in the country. That's what they had to do. And that's why Tignataro was absent for so much of the season because she didn't go up to Canada. Yeah. Well, in fact, um uh actors well, they're still getting quarantined, but actors are sort
sort of the exception to the rule. Actually, Canada doesn't want anybody up in Canada, but they're willing. They're willing to to take a chance on actors coming up, quarantining them. If they, you know, prove to be negative, they'll let them go to work. But, but they're they're being they're being really. Uh, well, I don't want to say nasty. They're being really leery about. They really don't even want tourists up in Canada. They they've closed no, the border. No, they're they're pretty strict. They're pretty strict. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And then I don't know. Well, <laughs> you would know more than I would know. Was uh, for a while. Uh, I live in Essex County, and Vermont didn't want anyone from Essex County to go into Vermont. Now, I don't know if they uh, stopped that or not, but, uh, I mean, even the state of Vermont (laughs) restricted uh, outsiders from going in. Yeah, I wasn't allowed. If I left the state, if I went to New York, I had to quarantine So they were doing that. So, Leslie, let me ask you, did did they start uh, setting up a schedule yet for your vaccinations for the COVID yet? Uh, They're they're starting – well, that's that's an interesting thing, too, is that uh, uh, they have start – well, they started off with – whatever you want to call it, the first responders – um they've gone to uh older people but in the New York Post today or yesterday uh New York state has run out of the the vaccine <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's pretty – well, especially that you're supposed to get two of them. Um, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen if they, if they if they don't have the vaccine or if they run out of the vaccine and you were supposed to have the second shot three weeks later or two weeks later. Uh, you know, they better come up with the vaccine from someplace. Yeah, I, I – that's a really good question. I don't know how they're going to handle that. Yeah, I wow. I don't know. It it's it's like nobody knows, and and I don't know. I I'll just say, uh, I've read stories whether they're true or not. Um, you can get vaccinated. But they'll tell you that you still need to go around with a mask on. You still can get the virus. Uh, They're talking about that there's actually a second strain of the COVID virus out there. Well, if there's a second strain, then I would think that the vaccine that was invented for the first strain isn't going to work on the second strain. Yeah, that's... You know... I don't think anybody knows what's going on. Well, I talked um, I talked to a, a person that works in the health department here in Vermont, 
and we're going to start vaccinating people that are 75 and older on Wednesdays and Fridays right here in Rutland. And they're going to do that for six weeks and starting on Wednesday. And then they're going to, then they're going to move on from 1A to 1B, and they're going to start going down the list of, of priorities until they get to the general public. Um, also, the first shot, the first shot only makes you 95% safe. The second shot is the other 5%. So I don't know where they came up with 95% and 5%, but that's what what we were told. And that you have to keep wearing a mask because they're not sure if you get if you get the shots, if you can still be a carrier of the virus. You might not get infected right. with it, but you can still infect right. other people with it. So that's what I was told. And uh, and then some story came out of Norway that uh, um, five or six, I mean, it sounds low, but five or six people died after getting vaccinated. But they had, uh, they were over the age of 80 and and they had a medical history i mean i i well my mother is going through some extra not only am i taking care of the dog my mother's going through some extra problems and and i well we're, we're we actually had an appointment that was made three months ago. We're seeing our general practitioner this Thursday, and I'm going to ask. I mean, you know, I, I, for all the things she has wrong with her right now, is it really that safe to to vaccinate her and and possibly have her get a hundred and four temperature or Bell's palsy or? You know, I I I really would like to talk to a doctor before I vaccinate a 93-year-old frail uh, woman. Yeah, that's 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 a good idea. Good questions. Good questions to ask. Yeah. I mean. I've I I've been hearing all I've been hearing stories too. Um, when I talked to the lady at the health department here in Vermont, um, she said that the worst uh, they vaccinated here over fourteen thousand people already, and she said that nobody has has really gotten no one's gotten sick, nobody's died, but they have had some allergic reactions at the injection site with itching and some throbbing um, in the area for a couple of days after the, the vaccination. But that's about it for here. Uh, but uh, that's a small, small amount of people, but still. Yeah. I don't know. Like you say, I guess, I guess I'm a little more um, – being a, a DES daughter, my mother took a drug called diethylstabesterol when she was carrying me, and uh, and I have all the signs of of 
Lysay being a DES daughter, and this was a drug that was approved by the federal government, and uh, I don't know. So, so Lysay, um, and my father was a pharmacist. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. I'm I'm one of the Leary people. I. You know, most, most drugs and vaccines have a 10-year history of testing, and this vaccine was tested for, well, not even a year as far as I know. So we have no idea what's going to happen five years, 10 years out from the people who di who did get vaccine, hopefully they're going to be safe. Believe me, I hope they're going to be f safe. But uh, you know, uh, I <laughs> you may be too young, but but uh, you know, with Vietnam and Agent Orange, you know, oh, our veterans are our soldiers. There's there's no problem with Agent Orange. And, yeah, and we have, uh, yeah, gee, <laughs> maybe there was a problem with they Like you say, I'm going to the extreme, but but I'm just saying that uh, I I think everybody has to make their own choice on this one, and they should be yeah. informed. I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. And uh, I, I should have said this at the top of the show, but um, we we have to say a belated happy birthday to Leslie Hoffman. Um, we we did your birthday celebration on Trek Talking on Thursday night, but I just wanted to wish you a happy birthday here and now. I know I know it's late, but it's better late than never. Happy birthday. Uh, thank you. Actually, it was quite amazing on on Facebook. Um, it was it was kind of interesting because the regular friends were saying happy birthday to me, but then all the Star Trek people were saying happy birthday to me, and then all the horror people were saying happy birthday to me. So it's like. <laughs> I don't know. I think I got two or three hundred happy birthday wishes. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, uh, when I was in Los Angeles, I'd be lucky if if my parents called up and said happy birthday. <laughs> so, so this is this is kind of like overwhelming, <laughs> you know. It's like. <laughs> Everybody's, you know, and they're and uh, and and they're doing little birthday cakes and things like that. The the best thing was actually I put up a picture of me from Nightmare on Elm Street, and I said something about uh, having problems cutting the birthday cake, you know, because I have the I blood that. going yep. down my face. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> now we know how you really got the blood on your face. <laughs> right, right. It must have been my birthday, and <laughs> I say either either was a mosquito or I was cutting my birthday cake. 
Well, listen, we're going to have to take our first commercial break for our listeners at Odyssey Radio, but don't touch the dial. Don't worry. We'll be right back. And guess what? When we come back, we're going to actually talk about Planet of the Apes. (laughs) I know you find that hard to believe, but yes, we're going to talk about Planet of the Apes. So quick, run to the bathroom, run to the fridge, get right back, because after this short commercial break, we're going to come back and talk a little bit about Planet of the Apes. Don't touch that dial. Trek Talking, all things Star Trek and beyond. Thursday night, 7.30 to 9.30, all hailing frequencies are open. iTunes, iHeart, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon, and wherever fine podcasts are found. Trek Talking, boldly going wherever your mind is willing to go. And welcome back. I'm your Uncle Jim, and the Leslie Hoffman is here with me, and we're talking about Planet of the Apes. So, Leslie, there's a couple of actors from Planet of the Apes that are no longer with us anymore, and we're going to take a moment here to remember them. Yeah, it's, uh, well, that's why um, I named the pot podcast as time goes by, uh, just to kind of get us into the set, is that, you know, the actors that have been captured on film, to the audience and the fans, these characters will forever be seen, you know, the way that they were seen in, well, Planet of the Apes, 1968. I mean, you don't don't realize... (laughs) <laughs> well, I say that the movie is 1968. You could watch it in in 2021, and and they and Cornelius and Zira are the same as they were in 1968. Um, Roddy McDowell was born in 1928. Uh, he unfortunately, well, he passed away at 92. That that's a good age or that that's a decent long life uh do you realize that he died in 1998 uh that's like 23 years ago and wow. kim hunter yeah this i didn't know this is <laughs> this i found you know i learned things when i start doing these uh um whatever you want to call it, cheat sheets, is Kim Hunter was born in 1922. She was she was six years older than Roddy McDowell. I didn't know huh, that. Interesting. No, hard um, to tell through the eighth makeup. Yeah. I um, anyway, she passed away at age 98, so she died in 2002, which still makes it 19 years ago. But but they're for all they're forever with us. I mean, all the Planet of the Apes movies and Roddy McDowell and Kim Hunter will always be with us. Now, uh, Roddy McDowell, I, I of course everyone knows him from Planet of the Apes. But there's a couple of other movies uh, 
I know him from growing up with a kid that I've a million times. One of them is a science fiction movie from Walt Disney called The Black Hole, where he voiced the robot Vincent, Vital Information Necessary Centralized. And also another movie that's a favorite of mine was a movie that came out um, called in 1992 called The thrill and uh, he played Peter Vincent, the great vampire killer, in a movie called Fright Night, which is one of my favorite horror movies. So he's, he's, he's been in a lot of movies that um, I grew up watching, and uh, I'll miss – he's sorely missed. Well, Roddy was one of the, I'll say, lucky actors. I mean, he was a child star. He was in several of the Lassie movies. Um, there's a Catherine Hepburn, unless I'm, well, I, I may take that back. It may be, let's see, who was that? Um, no, I'll take that back. I, I don't remember who starred in it, but, but I think it was called How Green Is My Valley, and, and... I don't even know if he was 10 years old in that movie. I mean, wow. he had he had probably uh 60 years as an actor in in the industry and uh hit after hit uh, or memorable, you know, you're talking about the last set of movies that he did, and I'm talking about the first set of movies that he did. But, um, you know, I mean, he worked constantly until he passed. I mean, amazing actor. I was watching an episode of Buck Rogers the other day, and the episode was called Plot to Destroy a City. And Roddy McDowell was the guest star in, in that episode of Buck Rogers. And I was like, oh, wow, look who it is. And, I, I mean, he, he pops up everywhere. <laughs> Actually, I forget. Um, there was a talk. This isn't Roddy McDowell anymore. But uh, on IMDb, you can actually put in uh, the name of two television shows and it will tell you uh well it also includes crew but it will tell you cast and crew that worked on both the television show well in this case it happened to be both television shows on the star trek page someone was talking about hill street blues and star trek so so I so well specifically I think it was deep space nine. So so I put the you know Kill Street Blues deep space nine in this IMDb um search and and there were like 68 again they may not have been all actors but there were 68 people that worked on both of the shows. Wow, that, that's a bigger number than I thought. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying is, is that sometimes people will say, oh, I was watching this and, and you know, 
Mark Alamo, Galdicott was in Mannix or something like that, and and you know, and here he is in Deep Space Nine, and, and like I say, is that uh, this this uh, app, I guess you would call it, that IMDb has. Uh, all you have to do is, like I say, put in Mannix and put in Deep Space Nine or, you know, like I say. And, in fact, uh, they have an app that you can actually put in actors' names. So you could put in, let's say, my name and Mark Alamo's name and, uh, well, it may only come up with Deep Space Nine. I, I, I don't know. I could be wrong. I've never tried it. I mean, maybe maybe he and I worked in a show, and I didn't even know that we worked in the show together. It, it's an it's an interesting app application that that they have. Well, let's let's tie let's tie Planet of the Apes into Star Trek, because there's another famous actor who you had the pleasure of working with, who was in Planet of the Apes. Um, Part three, Escape from the Planet of the Apes, um, and he was also in Battle. Was it Battle for the Planet of the Apes as well? And he also was in Star Trek: The Original Series, Space Seed, and Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan. Of course, I'm talking about the awesomeness, the greatness of Ricardo Montalban, and he's no longer with us either, unfortunately. Right, I. I, I didn't look up uh, people that have passed away, but but I would say um, he's probably my number one favorite actor that, you know, I worked with him on Fantasy Island. I worked with him on Naked Gun. And... and to have, and as a, as a child watching uh Spacey to see him as as Khan or watching the movie to see him as Khan I mean it just I I I I don't know what word to use that that I I'll say that I knew him personally I mean that we were, we were on a first name basis is that uh um I miss him. What can I say? I'm <laughs> again such a great actor. I mean, he he was he was a movie star, I believe, in the '40s. He was the lat. Well, I've brought this up before. He was the Latin lover. That's what they were selling him as. But they would not tell anybody that he was born in Mexico because, for some reason. Um, you can be Hispanic, Latin, whatever you want to call it, and be from South America, and that's romantic. But being being born in Mexico, for some reason, that that's not considered a good thing, which is kind of sad. I mean, yeah, that is. Yeah. So. So he, you know, the 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 PR departments in in the studio system would would never talk about him being Mexican. 
and and like you say the 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 1940s 1950s movies that he was in he was always billed like the latin lover you know well wow well i i don't need to go into any more detail but but uh i mean it took so many years or or the death of the studio system that he could finally come out and say that he was born in Mexico. Right. Well, I before we before we go too far, um, we have a lot of a lot of actors to talk about. But I do want to take an opportunity uh, to pay homage and remember those great actors in Star Trek that have left our family before we honor the ones that are still with us. And the biggest one of all is the creator of Star Trek, Gene Roddenberry himself, right? Right. Gene Roddenberry was born in 1921. Uh, His birthday is in August, so he would have turned uh, 100 this year. Um, Wow, that's incredible. He passed away in 1999 while they were still filming uh, Next Generation. So so Tom did get Gene Roddenberry because of the original Star Trek movie, because of Next Generation. Um, I unfortunately never got to meet Gene Roddenberry, but uh, but like I say, Tom did. Tom Morgan. I, I, and I again, is that uh, 1991 is you're you're talking 30 years ago. Yeah, I, I met Gene Roddenberry in 1991, actually. Uh, Karen and I went on Sea Trek 91. Uh, he was there with Mazel, but he was in a wheelchair, so he was very frail, and he, he didn't spend a lot of time around the fans, but, but he spent enough time, and I did get a chance to see him in 1991 on Sea Trek, which was pretty cool. I didn't get to talk to him or shake his hand or anything, but I did get to see him which was pretty cool. Um, so uh, let's mention a couple of actors that are in the Star Trek family that, that aren't with us anymore so people can have an opportunity to remember them. You know, first we have Major Barrett Roddenberry, who was Gene's wife and played number one. Of course, we have Mark Leonard, who played Spock's father. And, of course, we have Mr. Scott himself, James Doohan, who is no longer with us. And, of course, we have the biggest and the best of all the doctors, um, Leonard H. McCoy, um, played by the awesome DeForest Kelly. And perhaps the biggest loss was Leonard Nimoy, uh, Mr. Spock. Um, So I want to take a moment to remember these great actors. They'll live on forever in Star Trek, um, but they're no longer here. And uh, so, Leslie, who who do we have from Star Trek who's still with us that we can still celebrate? Oops, I'm, I'm waiting for the operator <laughs> to catch up. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, I think you were asking about who's still here with us? Yes. Yeah, okay, so... From uh, the original series, we have William Shatner, 
who's 89, Walter Koenig, who's 84, uh, Nichelle Nichols, who's 88, and actually I'll quickly put in here, I'm really hoping that we're going to have Russ Hasselage as a guest uh, speaker next week because uh, I have a feeling that he has an announcement that he's going to make. And that's why I'm hoping we're going to have them next week. Um, next generation, Patrick Stewart is still with us. He's 80. Jonathan Frakes is 68. Uh, Brent is 71. Gates McFadden is 71. Uh, Marnie... <laughs> Marina Sirtis, <laughs> sometimes these names, I see these names, and blah, 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 blah. Um, she's 65, so she's younger. Now we start getting into, you know, some of them are younger, some of them are older than me. Uh, she's still 65. LeVar Burton is 63. Michael Dorn is 68. Will we Now this next one. Is- this next one is going to blow your mind when Leslie tells you exactly how old uh, Will Wheaton actually um, is. It blew my mind when, when I got the notes and I saw it. I was like, that can't be real. But Will Wheaton, how old is Will Wheaton, Leslie? He's 48. And wow. didn't I read somewhere that basically he's the age that uh, – Patrick Stewart was when he became the captain on on Next Generation, or there's something there's something about Will Reaton's age um, that's compared to you know when the show was originally being made. Yes, he he said on the uh, Ready Room that he's the same age now that Patrick Stewart was when he started TNG. That's absolutely correct. I thought I had heard that. Uh, Cole Meany is 67, and and Whoopi Goldberg is 65. I mean, I <laughs> when I started going into this, it was like there were so many names, so many recognizable names, is that I was almost wondering if I needed to do a show at a time as opposed to doing all the shows. Um Deep Space Nine, Avery is 72. Nana Verziter is 63. I'm surprised that she's 63. That makes her younger than me. Uh, Terry Farrell is 57. Um, uh, Alexandra Sadig is 55. Armin Shimmerman is 71. Uh, Sarak is 42 so let's see that makes him younger than will but uh but then again it was the next series um andrew robinson 78 uh max grown i'll never get this gronachek is i may have said that wrong but is 68 mark alamo is 78 years old um, wow. J.G. J. Hertzler is 70. Um, like you say, I I could have just kept going and going, but uh, in fact, I still have Voyager to do, and I, and I just 
glanced over at the time, and time is growing short already. Uh, Voyager, Kate Mulgrew is 65. Roxanne Dawson is 62. Robert Beltrain is 67. Robert Picardo is also 67. Now, that's kind of interesting because, you know, I guess people age differently or, or look differently. I would have guessed that Picardo was older than Beltrain, you know, just yeah, looking I would, at them. I, yeah. yep. So yep. I'm, I'm, I'm quite surprised that uh, unless I made a mistake, I'm, they were both born in 1953. Uh, Robert Duncan McNeil is 56, which, which I agree, you know, again, he definitely was young when we worked together, and yet Tim Russ is 64. Uh, I mean, Tim Russ looked young to me. Uh, Garrett Wang is 52. Again, he did look young on the show when I was working with him. Uh, Ethan Phillips is 65, and Jerry Ryan is 52, which, you know, she... Believe me, she was a young beauty back. Well, she still is a beauty, but uh, I say she's 52 now. Uh, and you want to hear something that really blew my mind? We were we were doing every Thursday. We do Star Trek birthdays at the beginning of Trek talking, and Issa Brionis, who plays Dodge and Soji on Star Trek Picard, you know how old she is. Oops, <laughs> I'm trying to. Uh, no, I I don't. She is no, only. She's only twenty-one years old. She's younger than my daughter. That blew my mind. <laughs> I, uh, that, uh, <laughs> exactly. That's my point. <laughs> Going going either way, younger or older, isn't it amazing uh, that, that, again, that you look at a film and you think, oh, we're, we're probably the same age or, 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 or like uh, what you just, just said is that she's younger than my daughter. I mean, <laughs> that's when you start feeling really old. <laughs> <laughs> or, or I don't know. I shouldn't say it that way. But uh, yeah, no, it's kind of shocking. It's uh, um, I'm trying to remember what show was on that uh, I was in that just just aired, and and uh, <laughs> I'm having brain say like I say it's <laughs> the wind chill factor is. It's minus twenty one. I'm definitely having a brain freeze. But, but like you say, to to look at myself in an episode on television, it, it's like, um, you know, I see myself, and yet I, I go, that's me. <laughs> I wish, I wish that was me still, but. <laughs> I think I've changed a little since since whatever show came out. <laughs> or or you cutting your face, cutting your face with your birthday cake on Nightmare on Elm Street. That must be weird too. 
Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, but. It is, it, you know, again, sort of what I said at the beginning of the show is that um, actors and actresses get frozen in time on film and someone will view an episode or or movie and and even though they may even know that the film was done in 1968 or done in 1930 they look at that person and and they accept them for who they are and they don't realize that <laughs> like you say that they may have been gone for 50 years already well, you know, something that I learned a few years ago, which I I could not wrap my head around, is that Judy Garland, Judy Garland from Wizard of Oz, is Liza Minnelli's mother. Right, right. Mind blown. I'm like, oh my god, I cannot believe that. <laughs> That's just incredible, because in my mind, she'll always she's always Dorothy. You know? Right, right, exactly. I mean, especially if you've been classic movie. I mean, uh, um, well, in fact, uh, just before our show, uh, TCM had West Side Story on. And, you know, Natalie Wood as as uh, Maria. And you look at it and, and you accept Natalie Wood for being well it was right at the point that she was switching over from being a child actor to being I'll say an ingenue is probably the best way to place her in that time period and now that's something I didn't look up but you know she's been gone for several years I mean, I was working at 20th Century Fox the day that uh, it was told that that she drowned. I mean, so that's that's like I say, that's probably a good 30 years ago. Time flies, doesn't it? <laughs> Definitely does. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. take a look. Take a look at your clock. We have just about uh, yeah, two minutes I, left. I see that we've definitely <laughs> another hour's gone by. Maybe, maybe at some point we will do a a, a tribute uh, um, podcast. I just I like I say I I didn't want to be gloomy, but maybe I got to take the attitude to honor the people that that help build. Star Trek. So, so yeah, maybe, we, we will never. Maybe forget I them. will do that. We never forget them. They may be gone, but they are not forgotten. And uh, let right. me. Wow, I just I just want to take an opportunity to say thank you for hanging out and talking with me tonight. We couldn't do stunt tracks without the Leslie Hoffman. So thank you very much. Oh. Uh, Again, always a pleasure talking to you. And like I say, I'm learning bits and pieces as we go, things I never it's knew. definitely fun. 
And if you guys yeah. want to say hello to Leslie, uh, you can find her at the Leslie Hoffman Appreciation Organization Facebook page. Uh, you can go to, over there and just say hello to Leslie. Wish her a belated happy birthday if you'd like. If you have an idea for a show or something you'd like to hear Leslie and I talk about, again, you can make that suggestion over on the Facebook page, uh, Leslie Hoffman Appreciation Organization, and uh, we'd love to have you. Also, tune in on Thursday night from 7.30 to 9.30 and listen to yours truly, Uncle Jim, and my co-host Charles and Eric as we talk about Star Trek. And this week we're going to be talking about the Guardian of Forever and uh, the revival of Star Trek Attack Wing Alliance. So that's going to be going on Thursday night at 7.30. And I'd like to say thank you to each and every one of you guys that's listening to us around the globe. We really appreciate your support. We could not do the show without you guys. And I'm your Uncle Jim. I want everybody to be safe and be good to each other. And I want to say good night. And hailing frequencies are closed. Good night, everybody. Night. Let's see what's out there. Engage. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.